the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwelladulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Thank you very much for coming back for another love episode, whatever it is. Anyway, I was listening back to the last episode, the one with Lori promoting her book. And while I was listening, I was laughing. And part of the laughter was because of Lori and my commiserating over our dating struggles. But part of the laughter was due to my thinking that just two episodes ago, I was talking about the power of positivity, or should I say, I think the name of it was the lack of positivity, specifically when it came comes to dating. So a few episodes ago, I was talking about how we all need to be more positive in our dating approach. Then this thing I know, I'm going back and forth with a guest about how much dating sucks. But that's honestly kind of how life goes, right? I mean, life is full of contradictions. And the contradictions, they aren't intentional. The contradictions oftentimes are mental and subconscious. Like one day you're on the high on life, you're talking to someone or you're dating someone, and they seem like the best person in the world and all that good stuff, or at least the best person for you. And then they can say something or do something. And all of a sudden, that high that you were on turns into a low. And it's funny, man, how how quickly that mess can happen. It's like you really like somebody. And even though you know and acknowledge that there's so much that you don't know about them and that you'll find out, and even though deep in the back of your mind, you know that there's going to be some things that you find out when you do find out that aren't positive, that things that you have to debate whether they are deal breakers or not. But still, when they pop up, man, it can take your whole vibe all the way down. Now, sometimes you can get past it or whatever, but still, it's just funny how you can go from high to low just like that. Yeah. And yeah, so that to my point is how you can be talking about the lack of positivity and dating in one episode to talking about how much dating sucks a couple weeks later. (laughs) Shout out to Lori. So while these natural unintentional contradictions happen, the key is that you work to keep more of a positive mindset than a negative mindset. It's like, come on now, nothing is 100%. Nobody is 100% anything. If you're a happy person, that doesn't mean you're 100% happy. If you're a sad person, that doesn't mean you're 100% sad. It just means the majority of the time you're happy or sad. And thus that makes you overall a happy person. And so that's ultimately what it comes down to. Now, I understand that keeping that positive mindset It's not the easiest thing to do, especially as we get older, especially as we've accumulated experiences. But the thing about it is, if we if we want to have productive dating lives, then positivity will have to win in the long run. We have to, like, take all of those things 
put them in a box. Well, we can grieve a little bit or whatever, or get mad, or get bitter or whatever. But eventually, you have to take that stuff and put it in the box and lock it in the box and put the box away. Because the problem with too many of us is that we might take stuff. And for some of us, we don't even put it in the box. We just take it and keep wearing it and just apply that to every person that we meet or every relationship that we're in. That's bad. Or we take the stuff and we put it in the box, but we don't lock the box and put it away. We put it in the box, but then keep it like at the foot of our bed so that the minute something happens um, in the future, we can just go back to the box (laughs) and pull out what happened in the past and then build on that to like reinforce the negative views that we might have. So you have to put it in the box, lock the box, and put the box away. She'll burn the box, except for the fact that you'll probably have more stuff to put in the box. So if you burn the box, that means you have to get a whole bunch of boxes to keep putting stuff in because you're going to keep getting bad stuff that you're going to need to put in the box. And so instead of burning the box every time you put something in it, yeah, just keep the box around, just lock it and, and, put it away as opposed to just keeping it open next to you, wherever you go. So you can just pull stuff in and out as you, as you please. The idea is that you don't pull stuff out of the box. Once you put it in the box. I don't know if you have a mind like mine, it kind of went sexual, like in some kind of weird way, but anyway, I'm moving on off that. Uh, (laughs) The point is, We have to be positive to have productive dating lives and positivity will always win out. Now, with that said, my girl Lori, she was in an interesting position. A couple things about Lori. One thing is that she took her negative experiences and that negative bitter bitter feelings that she had, those negative bitter feelings that she had, and she found a way to make money off of it. So it's, it's kind of hard to be mad at that. If, if you can make money off of it, you know, or at least cater to the negativity to make money, even if it's not your personal view. And that's probably the better way to look at it. It's like you still kind of have to work on your negativity. But shoot, I'm, I'm not mad at her for making some change off of it. As a matter of fact, like I said in that episode to her, I'm mad at her because she thought of it first. Well, actually, I don't know if she thought of it first. She just got off her butt, unlike me, and actually did it. It's funny how people have ideas, and then there's always that person on the couch eating bonbons saying, yeah, I thought about that five years ago. Well, you ain't do shit about it, so it really doesn't matter if you thought of it or not. (laughs) The winner is the one who had the idea and took it to uh, fruition first, and then had marketing behind it. But that's neither here nor there. So in Lori's case, she parlayed it, parlayed it into something and she made money from it. Eh, I can't knock that hustle. So that's one reason that um, um, Lori gets a pass. And the other reason is because, shoot, when we started the conversation, I had no idea whatsoever that her relationship was on the rocks. That totally caught me off guard. And I don't know if you all could tell that it caught me off guard because if it did, if it hadn't caught me off guard, you guys know the type of person that I am. I am nosier than I probably should be or probably anybody should be. 
even though I don't like to admit to it, I'll admit to it to myself. And you just happen to be listening to what I'm saying. So I'll admit it to myself. I would add a million questions about that. It's like, I don't know her well enough to know about her relationship stuff, but boy, we would have, that whole episode would have just been about that dude, but I was caught off guard. And so I just let it go in lieu of my other questions. But the point is, I had no idea that when I asked her that question about her relationship status, it was supposed to lead to other questions. But when she hit me with that one, yeah, that one caught me off guard. So considering that she was confronting the end of her relationship at that particular time, you know, it's hard to give her grief for having some negative views about dating. I mean, really? If there's ever a time to give somebody a pass, it's when that wound is fresh. When you're, when you're looking at the open gash and blood is still gushing out of it, you know? Yeah, so Lori gets, Lori gets a pass. That's my girl, Lori. With that said, though, that doesn't apply to the rest of you. Some of you are just mad and bitter just for the sake of being mad and bitter. Lori had good reasons to make money and because she's freshly coming out of a relationship. The rest of y'all, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not giving y'all a pass. Forget that. Everybody else is listening. Get on and stay on your positivity. That's what I'm demanding of you, as if I have any means to reinforce that. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And also, if you hadn't listened to those episodes that I'm referring to, which are the last episode, which is entitled something like Ask a Woman Dating What the Fuck, and the episode from a couple of weeks ago, it was entitled The Lack of Positivity or The Power of Positivity. I think it was The Lack of Positivity. But if you hadn't listened to either one of those or both of those, um, go back and listen. And even if you have listened to them, go back and re-download them and listen to them again. And then you know it's coming. Tell 50 friends to tell 50 friends. <laughs> and anyway, on another note, it's not on another note, but continuing on that path. But now that I'm done trying to sell you on the podcast that you're already listening to, but go tell 50 friends, tell 50 friends. And since I'm the one that's preaching this positivity, I feel like I should take the lead in expressing positivity myself. I'm I'm feeling positive about dating today, people. And don't get me wrong. I know some of you all might be thinking, oh, shoot, he met somebody finally. Nah, nah. My experiences with some of these women are still whack, but I'm not getting into that right now because I'm positive, remember? So it's not about me in any kind of relationship that's worth mentioning. But I did hear some encouraging news last week that made me feel positive about dating today. And while, like I said, it doesn't apply to me, I'm encouraged by anyone's happiness. Well, most people's happiness. You know, some people just seem to have everything. And I can't say that I'm encouraged by their happiness, but I'm not a hater, so I'm not discouraged by their happiness either. It's just um, it's curious to me how some people just seem to have it all and then others just seem to struggle. But that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry, I got off on a little thing. Like I was saying, <laughs> I heard and read two things that made me feel positive about dating. One, for people that don't know, and I'm imagining that's most of you, if not all of you, I do some online dating coaching on the side. Now, I'm hesitant to say this because it seems like everybody's a coach and coach of some sort, regardless of 
what they've been through. There's no accreditation or anything like that. Or if it is some kind of accreditation, it's probably just a ploy to get some money. Now, with that said, the coaches that I've had on this particular podcast, they're real coaches because they make money and have been doing it for a while. And they have reputations and reputable reputations. Yeah, they're reputable. And there are many people that can attest to that. So they get a pass. They do their thing. But I'm talking about some of these other people. They just claim they're a coach, even though their lives are shitty and fucked up and all of that stuff. Yeah, they don't count. You're just calling yourself a coach. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So what I do when I talk about some online dating, date coaching, I put coaching in air quotes because that's really what it is. I mean, shoot, I'm not hanging out a shingle in front of my house or anything like that. But anyway, the point I'm making is that I'm not an expert on dating by any stretch. And I've mentioned that several times on this joint. So nobody can um, accuse me of trying to be like Steve Harvey. Why did I mention Steve Harvey's name? I'm sorry, Steve, as if Steve is going to hear this. But anyway, I know men. That's my claim to fame. I know what we like because I am a man. And I know what to avoid when interacting with us. So I can give that information to a woman. Also, I've been doing the online dating thing forever. Like we talked about and shamefully, um, as I talked about with Lori, Match started in 1995. I was on Match in 2003. That was 18 years ago. And even though I'm not still on Match, that was the start of my online dating journey. So I would think 18 years in the game. I wouldn't imagine that there are tons of people that have that kind of experience. And again, it is still kind of shameful for me to mention that, but it is what it is. Yeah. The the point is, I know how to get a woman started down the online dating path in a way that doesn't allow them to get too discouraged too soon. Not to say that you won't get discouraged, but it's just that too many women get discouraged again, way too soon. I don't know how I can say it any clearer than that, because what I found about a lot of women that I talk to is that they have kind of like a minute rice approach to online dating. And most women that I know and talk to, they don't enter into it willingly. And then when they do, if they don't get instant success, which most people don't or won't, They get discouraged and quit way too fast. I know women that have signed up and in a matter of days got what they refer to as overwhelmed. That is the buzzword that I've heard from way too many women when it came to online dating. And it's partially because um, they're not expecting like the influx of guys, which I would think is a good thing. They don't see it as such. But if you approach it in a negative way, yeah. You'll see 30, 50 potential suitors as a bad thing. I'll tell you what, if I ever had 50 women in my inbox, overwhelming is not a word I would use, but I hear a lot of women say that it is. And that overwhelming feeling that they feel happens in a matter of days. And then the overwhelming feeling turns into hurt feelings in days, if not weeks, partially because of those 50 guys, they make the wrong choices for the wrong reasons. But 
next thing, then they get with some dude, dude hurts their feelings or whatever. And when I say they hurt their feelings, I say that I, I, I say that passively because, like I said in other episodes before, we all do the same things to people. Men do it to men do it to women, and women do it to men. But we always take exception when when it's done to us. I was having a conversation with one friend of mine and she was talking about this guy that like played her stuff. He didn't call her back, blah, blah, blah. You know, the normal stuff that people do. They had a great conversation and then she never heard from him again. I was like, you just did that to somebody. But it's like, man ain't shit in all of this stuff when a guy does it to you. It's like, you've you've like swiped right to somebody and never reached out to them. It's like, so... We all do the same stuff. So to say that do hurt their feelings or whatever, I'll just say they get their they get their feelings hurt. And then that happens like in days. And then either they just stop checking their accounts, accounts, or they'll just in, disable their accounts and quit altogether and declare online dating as a failure. I mean, I've gone through this stuff before, so it's no need for me to like go through it again, even though I just did go through it again. But that's neither here nor there. But one of the women that I air quote coach has declared that she has a man. She told me this just yesterday. And to me, just to be clear, and I had to clear this up with her, a man means having had the exclusivity talk and mutually agreeing that that's what they're doing. That's to me when you can declare that you have a man or you can have a woman. If you're not exclusive and you hadn't had to talk, then that's not your man or that's not your woman. The point is that after having that conversation, it made me feel incredibly happy, partially happy for her and the other part happy for me and my quote unquote, again, coaching and that it actually works. And when I say it works, it works for those that actually listen and follow what I say. And that leads me to another issue, another issue that I had with some of my quote unquote clients. You know, I'm going to say that mess long enough. I'm going to stop using the air quotes. Anyway, some of my clients, they don't listen. It's like they want to go rogue way too much as if their way works, as if what I'm telling them can't be factual for whatever reason. Never mind the fact that I'm a man. I am the subject matter expert when it comes to men, but yet and still, they don't listen to me because they have some kind of intuition that leads them to believe that if they just divert from the path a little bit, this will yield better results. And then they come back to me saying, well, yeah, I know you told me, but the point is, if their way worked, then they wouldn't be talking to me about it. But anyway, this particular client, the one that I'm happy about, she listened. And she followed my instructions to the T. She did not divert at all. She might have a little bit, but it was easy to snap her back into place. Now, that's not to say it was easy for her. She had to build up some thick skin. But now I'm happy to say that she's well on her way, at least for now. (laughs) Considering that you never know how these things are going to go. But I've done my part. Like I said, I'm not a relationship expert. yeah, I I got her to the relationship stage. Now she has to leave the nest and fly on her own. So whatever she finds out about dude, 
uh, whatever craziness that she exhibits to do that might push him away or vice versa. Hey, I did my part. I connected her with a solid dude. Boom. That's right. You're welcome, America. Even though I didn't help America, I just helped one person. Anyway, so that left me feeling encouraged. The other thing that left me encouraged was an article about Brooke Burke. And for those of you that don't know, Brooke is known as a quote unquote TV personality. That's what it says on her Wikipedia page. I never really saw her on anything except when she was on The Celebrity Apprentice. Now, The Celebrity Apprentice, the show that was hosted by Donald Trump, was a show that I used to watch religiously, but that was before I knew Donald Trump was Donald Trump. But she's also listed as being known for hosting stuff on the E-Network, and I'm looking now, just some random randomness. She looks good, though. I give her that. But she's 50 years old. And I'm encouraged because she just got engaged. Now, mind you, this would be a third marriage, but that's not really the point. Even though if it's not the point, why did I bring it up? Anyway, the point is, considering how low the percentages are for someone in their 50s to get married, here you go. Here's Brooke Burke. And also, another personal reason for my encouragement when it comes to Brooke is that she's a Virgo. And I think I might have mentioned this before on this podcast, Virgos are listed as the number one sign, the sign that's number one hardest to love. And what's funny about that is that when I mention that to other people, certain people want to debate, want to debate that and enter their own sign into the conversation as if they want their sign to be the hardest to love. Like that's actually a title that you want to have. It's like, it's like people that people bragging about having been to jail. That's not something to be proud of. You know, I much, I much prefer being among the signs that's easiest to love. It's like people want to just be number one at anything, regardless of what that anything is. Anyway, the point is that I'm encouraged by my friend and I'm encouraged by Brooke Burke. And I'm going to ride this wave into finding my own soulmate. Because we know that negativity begets negativity. And I am on a positive vibe right now. Yeah, be encouraged, everybody. Let me close with this, though. October 10th was World Mental Health Day. And I hope that everybody takes the time to keep a constant barometer on their own mental health. And that's even though the actual day has passed. I don't know why it's just one day. But and I think there's a mental health awareness month, too. So you get a day, you get a month. Do with it as you will. And I will say this, though. While I do believe that there are people that use mental health as a crutch. And no, I put believe in the air quotes, too. I also know. I just believe I believe one thing about the crutch, but I know that mental health is a personal issue, regardless of what I might believe about certain individuals. Also know that we still live in a world of anti-mental health believers, like anti-vaxxers, but not anti-vaxxers. You know, people that think that everybody just needs to toughen up. That's the solution to everything. They just need to toughen up. And to be honest, I believe that society in general does need to toughen up. But again, there I go using the word 
believe in quotes, but it's on a case by case basis. And again, regardless of what I believe, I know that it's a personal issue. So it is what it is. People, the point in all of this is you need to do what you have to do to survive. Reggie, yeah, that Reggie, he's spoken openly about going to therapy on this podcast. And I myself has, have restarted therapy again myself. And I've restarted again myself. That doesn't go. But I've restarted therapy again. And while that flies in the face of people that still think that, that therapy is the devil and we still have people that live in this day and age where they think that it's the devil and all you need to do is pray and go to church if you have a problem and that'll like resolve everything. Look, I believe in using all of the tools that God has provided for me to get well or to be well, maintain my wellness. And I count therapy as one of them. It's like those religions that don't believe in going to the doctor at all, or those people that, those other religions that don't believe in blood transfusions. Now, this is a no judgment zone. So all that I'll say about that is, okay, whatever works for you. But what works for me is going to the doctor, whether it's for my body or for my mind. And for you, you need to do whatever you need to do to get well and to stay well. Now, that doesn't mean doing bad stuff like robbing people, but you get what I mean. You can't be like, well, killing people makes me happy, so I'll go on a murdering spree. But while that make you happy, that would make you well. And remember, I'm talking about doing things to make you well. I tell you what, I would be a great husband to some lucky woman. I just wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I am done. Sorry to lecture you, but I kind of like lecturing you. And it's particularly when it comes to bettering yourself and staying on top of things to stay well and get well, especially again, this podcast caters to a certain demographic, a demographic of a certain age, and we are not getting any younger. And we have to stay on top of things like our physical health and our mental health. So do what you have to do. Thank you all for coming and listening. So positivity, mental health, boom, look at me. I'll tell you what, Reggie, get over here and say something to the people. Well, Reggie's not saying anything once again. So I will say goodbye. Thanks for coming. We'll talk later. 